Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oi, 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 it's three points in the gaff. You know the stuff. It's me, Pundit J, City Fan Mike. A United fan, Jay Mott in Manchester's finest. Come on. But hey, listen, we're every week dissecting Manchester football the same way you butcher dissects the lamb for you in order for you to get your lamb chops. You get me? But listen, talking about chopping, DJ, I would say turn it up, but you know what? Yeah, we've had a great week of football and it's so lock it off. Let's lock it off. We're going to rewind a little bit, do you know what I mean? Because we've got a lot to speak about this week. It's been a mad week. So listen, um, Let's dive into it then, innit? Let's flip back a few days, innit? Champions League week. What a week of football it was in the Champions League. I don't know about you, man, but I tuned into both games. I was fully, I was fully enthralled, you get me? Like, so let's talk about City Atletico um quickly now. Mike's, I saw bottle, I saw spirit, I saw fight, I saw character. Do you know what I mean? They're up against a team that has all of that. The manager has it and everything. But I saw a different side to City, innit? The beautiful football kind of went out the window. And you know what? They had to fight, innit? Like they, they, Get to big up the chest, get out the biceps and all that. Do you know what I mean? And and get it on with with, with a team that's very well known for doing that. Do you know what I'm saying? So how, how how did you find that match, Mike? Yeah, to be fair, I found it torturous in that second half. If I'm being honest, no, yeah. But over the last few years, I've become accustomed to us having the ball for long periods, grinding teams down. Actually sat there watching us torture a team, running the legs out of teams, people gasping to breath because they can't get from one side of the pitch to the other. And and, and as sad it sounds, I quite enjoy it. It's like putting team to the sword. But yeah, that second half, it was disappointing because I don't think we played well. It, it looked like our usual composure on the ball kind of went out the window and it just turned into, as you said, um, a, a, a battle, a war, a war zone, um, especially for, that, for those yeah. last 20. Um, so yeah, like you said, it's a different side of City that you don't usually see. And I've, I think we had a period when I don't even remember where we was struggling to find a replacement for Vincent, even a partner for Vincent Company. To be fair, at one point where we couldn't get it right of getting that set of half partnership sat down mm. and, and under any sort of pressure, we just just buckle. But yeah, yeah. I thought, 
um, Stones Stones was class. I thought Nathan Aki had a good game as well, um, and, and I thought the part as well. I think defensively we were just uh, we were just rock solid. Um, so yeah, we, we came through, yeah. and, and it, it was a throwback game, wasn't it? Like a lot of old school stuff going on there. Hair getting pulled, little kicks flying out, little punches in the back. I mean that that challenge early doors. I can't remember the guy's name that went right through the back of Foden, and the ref went, "Yeah, yeah, nothing to see here." Um, Felipe. Yeah, yeah, nothing to see here. We just thought, all right, it's going to be one of those. And that night, yeah. there's not many players you look around and City squad at the minute and think, yeah, they're, they're up for a, a scrap because the team isn't built that way. But as soon as yeah. Pep sent out Fernandino, I think that calmed me down and he came around in there and started doing what he can. He can hey, mix, he can hey, mix listen. that game. So, so yeah, yeah. Um, hey, listen, Fred. Bernardino come on there. He come on there like a soldier, mate. I seen him doing this. He could, but he needed to because you know what, Savage. I don't. He's high off coke. He was. He was on coke. Him, Savage, hundred percent, bro. <laughs> nah, bro. I seen some. T- I seen the way he was going on. I'm like, nah. This guy's on. So unless he's just upset because City let him go and all like, all them years ago. You get me? But he was high off. So, but listen, talking about that. Obviously, we know in the match. City got through to the semi final. Wonderful stuff. Premier League versus La Liga for the Champions League. City versus Madrid. Liverpool versus Villarreal. I don't know how you two see these ties going out. How, how, how do you fancy see these ties? I mean, it's, I mean, it's not the most insightful thing to say. I think City have got a tougher game. You know, Villarreal <laughs> done well, but this is a Villarreal team that United have beaten this season. It's not like the the unbeatable. I think Real Madrid and the way Benzema in particular is playing, that's going to be the most difficult one. But I think that City have, have sort of progressed in the Champions League. I don't mean just in rounds, but the way they've been sort of performing. And I think it was massive for them getting to the final last season because I said this a few times, like a lot of the time teams will get to semis and into finals and then they'll win it. And City have been to a final now. They know what it's about. They've been able to mix it up. I thought uh, City did the right thing against Atletico and he's almost just letting them implode, let them do what they, you know, all that nonsense because they were actually having a good game, Atletico, until they started sort of, they lost their heads. And I think mm. Real Madrid will be slightly different. They're not as bad at that sort of thing as, as Atletico, but... You know, you mentioned there, Mike, and you've mentioned him a few times, Pundit, the likes of when you've got players like Nathan Aku, from the outside looking in, I never think of him as, as, I almost forget he plays for City sometimes, but when I've seen him coming into these games, he's done well. And when you've got players that can step in and, and do that, and you've got that experience as well, then I don't think City have got anything to fear from for Real Madrid. I think it pains me to say it. I think Liverpool will, will make light work of Villarreal. I know they've done well in the last few rounds of Villarreal, but I think Liverpool will be too strong for him. And I think, yeah, I, I, it's probably going to be a City-Liverpool final, which yeah, is going to talk- be horrible for me, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, horrible for both, for every United fan, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But yeah, I think I think City might just scrape out. I don't think it's going to be easy, but I think they'll just do it. And I agree with you. I think Liverpool will get past Villarreal. But t- t- touching on Villarreal for a hot set, because we need to mention it, Pochettino gets a lot of props on these streets, you know what I mean? Like out here. But United Emery, you got laughed at. But listen, won seven trophies at PSG, three at Sevilla, one at Villarreal, and now he's in the semi-final of the UCL. So, please, people, we need to put some respect on Unai Emery's name. Do you know what I mean? He's a good manager. You know what I mean? And he's done very well with Villarreal. Um, but listen, I want to ask you both a question based off the Champions League game, especially with the City and Atletico. Because the commentators, yeah, I hear commentators say these things during matches. Oh, um, this isn't the type of football, this isn't the type of um, what is it, actions or, 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 or drama that the fans love to see. Well, Mr. Commentator... I tend to disagree because I think fans love to see all that battling and getting a man in a little scuffle and dragging man off the pitch. I think fans love it. You get me? So I don't know. Is there any room for that stuff in football is the question I'm going to ask you. Is like, to me, I think in every walk of life there's room for a pantomime villain in it. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's always room for that in football. And Atletico provide that villainism to European football, innit? But I don't know what your two thoughts on it, uh, Mike. So how do you see it? Pantomime villain in, 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 in football or not? Yeah, I don't, it depends how you dress up. So I didn't, I didn't really look at it at pantomime villain stuff. I just saw it as that's how, that's how the game kind of used to be played pretty much every week before cameras mm. became in and kind of got into every nut and cranny of, of detail. And to be fair, I, I bet most Sunday league pitches, you, you'll find that in a lot of Sunday, Sunday morning pitches at the minute, guys there that are, are not only showing football-wise that they're up for it, they're showing that they're up for it in every aspect in terms of the physicals as well. And- yeah, then. Yeah, then. So let me ask you then. If that goes on, uh, we all know at amateur level, Sunday league level, and all, all types of level, why is it in the pro game? in the pro game it's kind of looked upon as oh that's nasty oh it's anti-football why Why do you think there's a big difference not, in it it's not it's not good behaviour is it like going out there and, and, and purposely try to like do someone or bring harm to someone just because it's over football it's not it's not a good look is it really and that's you know you want it to be played in the right spirit but we know as you get closer and closer to the top of the, the elite and top of the game you, you win things on margins and if uh, like I said, I played for some managers and, and, and their managers, their margins were, listen, you do not let that kid get past you at any costs. And I mean any costs. So, and some people, that's how they see, that's how they see life. Like, anything to win in it. So, um, and like you said, there's, that's, that happens in all walks of life and some people take that to football and I suppose it's just seen as unsportsmanlike like in a professional game in terms of why don't you just let the person with the best ability win the game but on the other mm. side of the coin is if he's better than me, should I give up? No, I'm going to use other things to make sure he doesn't get the better of me. And it's just, it's just how it is in, in life and football, I think. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree. I mean, you know, anyone who watches me at five side knows I'm like my, my days of uh, catching players with my, my ability is long gone. So I'm, <laughs> one, one yeah. he uses any tool in his armory to stop that li- nippy little youngster getting past me. But I think that I don't mind a bit of like rough and tumble and, and physical games. What I don't like is when you see things like, you know, going back to the Athletic Savage hair pulling and just things like that. Come on. Do you know what I mean? I don't mind a good, strong challenge and a bit of, you know, people kicking off or whatever. It's all about that. But when it's a bit sort of petty and silly and it's a bit like, really, is that how you're going on? That's when it sort of loses it a little bit for me. But some of my favourite memories of going to football games and seeing when it's all kicked off and there's been proper scraps, and it gets the crowd going. Everyone loves a good challenge and a good bit of a fight. Do you know what I mean? As long as there's football as well, it's not just a scrap where the football's yeah. been forgot about. But yeah, I think it adds to the game. I think it's a good thing, really. And I think it's a shame that we're kind of seeing it phased out with the, the VAR and, and, you know, even rough challenges now where you think it's a fair challenge, but it's a strong challenge. Even that can end up in a yellow or a red card. And I think that's it's part of it, I think, is a bit of a shame to me because I used to like the sort of them games back in the day where you'd get two teams who were up for it who could play football but could also stick a foot in as well. Yeah, no, he is, he is, do you know what I mean? It's what it is. So, yeah, moving on, obviously. Before you move on, just on, because actually we've kind of just dressed over. But just before I ask the question, Paulie, what's your view? On, I think there's room for a villain in football. I think part of it gets misconstrued between a player trying to wind up a player and take him off his game and then with a, a man actually trying to injure someone. Like, I don't think players go out there and think, right, I'm going to break this guy's leg. I don't think that's in. <laughs> you get me? I don't. Think, I don't think that's in ninety percent of man's brains. I just think, like you said, I think the will to win it gets touchy, and then also it's a case of right. I'm gonna. I think, for example, Felipe and Savage said to themselves, 
this little kid, this little nugget folding who's getting all the props and that, he can't come here and embarrass us. So what we're going to do, we're going to bully him up, innit? Let's see how strong he is. Let's see his metal. Let's drag him. Let's pull him. Let's kick him here, kick him there. But I don't think they went out there thinking they're going to break his leg. So I just I just think it depends how you look at it, innit? Do you know what I mean? So I think there's room for it in the game. And to be honest with you, I heard a man said to me the other day, oh, there's no, I don't know why Atletico Madrid got invited to the Super League when they play like this. But in my head, I was like, nah, you need a team. You need a Burnley. You need Big Sam's Bolton. You need one. You need Stoke away. Do you get me? I think you need one of them matches per season where you've got to go and you've got to win your headers. You've got to win your shoulder barges. You've got to prove that your thighs are stronger than his thighs. And it becomes a little bit other than football. You know what I mean? You've got to fight to win. It's always one in the season. So that's that's my well, thoughts on it. Anyway, but go on. So, so my question then was, with that, as you know, people on the sideline idolise players and get into it and it's that, you know, are we not then in sight? Let's just have it right here. Every derby day. I mean, even semi-final the other day, um, I get sent videos of scraps happening all around East Manchester when, when David is on and that. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that, are we not, if that's going on on the pitch, are we not then giving the licence to the guys that, that go around in the South Stand, Stratford and wherever that may be, free licence to say, listen, it, it kicked off on there, and listen, we've got to go and have it with them and it gets a bit tasty off the pitch and all the singing and chants. Now, nah, but you know what? Is that the same as it boiling over in the stands. Now, nah, you know I don't. Everyone's a grown man, so if you're a grown man, you've got a decision to make whether you want to have a punch up with Steve and, and Gary, or whether you want to sit down and watch the match. Because listen, let's be honest. When Stones, when we had the derby at Old Trafford a couple of seasons ago, everyone was kicking off because Stones and Maguire were hugging. So which way do we want it? Do we want players showing love and hugging and all that, or do we want everybody said, "Oh, less of that, less of all," because everybody it's a rivalry, you know. You've got to have a bit of spice. I think. Do you know what I mean? And I think. That's what made the city. Listen, the football on show wasn't great, but everyone's talked about that city athletical game because of the, the because of the ruggedness in it. Do you know what I mean? You gotta have one of them a season. Do you know what I mean? At least, you know what I mean, Martin? Yeah, no, I agree. I think you have to have like a slight limit when it was all kicking off in the tunnel and afterwards. That's probably a little bit taking it a bit too far. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you stop? No, you can't press pause if someone's done something. You've I think no, you have to. Someone's done yeah, something I, and all that, and you're having I it. Love. Yeah. I think I think I just feel like with, with Atletico, it was they, they lost the res, didn't they? They're out of the Champions League, and then yeah. it was just it was it was a case of like you know, let's just try and do as much mischief and mayhem as we can because they've got even after the in the press conference afterwards, the kid was still going on about it, wanted blaming <laughs> the ref. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but you know like, what, Martin? Well, Satan yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah, but you know what though? They kind of started in the match anyway because they were bullying up forward in mid-game when yeah. the game was still on. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. I, I guess it is. I guess it's just part. Of, I guess it's just part of football in some some ways. Do we want hugs or do we want a little bit of a battle in it? <laughs> take take yeah, it, I, I because like listen. Because let's not forget. Let's not remember. Let's not forget. Sorry, the Pizzagate, Fabregas, Arsenal, Wenger years, um, Fergie years. You get me? Let's not forget Roy Keane and Patrick Vieira in the tunnel. This is what before people love to see. In it. the game, that one, wasn't it? Game the right, game. people. Right, people love to see it. But listen, let's move on. FA Cup, Saturday City went down to uh, Wembley. Now, we all know, yeah, there was a bit of travel madness going on with the trains and all that. So it was hard for City fans and, and, and Liverpool fans, I suppose. But we're not talking about Liverpool. We're talking about the Manchester people right about now. So let's keep it like that. You get me? But listen, anyway, it was hard, didn't it? It's expensive. City have had a couple trips to Atletico, whatever, recently as well. Like, what are your two views on it? Because there's a lot of talk saying, ah, City didn't fill up their allocation. I don't know whether they did or they didn't, to be quite honest with you. But 
What's your take on it, Mike? Um, we didn't we didn't, didn't sell out. Not particularly that bothered. There were still a good thirty thousand fans down there, so it's not like we took ten thousand or something. It's still enough to fill quite a lot of Premier League stadiums up and down the land. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, mm. I don't mind it. I just feel I've, in fact we've been on air before about um, pops at City. We know in the past Chelsea haven't filled out their allocation at Wembley and finals and stuff. Um, and they're based in London. For me, I didn't end up going, and I purely end up going just because of logistics, really. Just it was going to be a train thing, trains got cancelled. And as we know, with what's going on around the world, petrol prices have skyrocketed. So the car share thing became mm. an issue. And then it was like, okay, yeah, it just all became too long. So plus, it's a bank holiday weekend. I, I have got other things on over that mm. bank holiday weekend as well. And it's a, a family trip. There's a lot of things that factor in, but no excuses. I, I think there is an element, though, I'm not going to sit here and just put it purely down to financial factors, to be honest with you. Because I think there is an element, and I'll, I'll say this and some City fans won't agree with, but it's right because I do it, picking and choosing what games we go to. And I'm not, I'm not going to beat around the bush. Liverpool have got a bigger fan base than City. So, and, and mm. they'll, have a, they'll have fans that actually come in from all around the, the globe to support yeah. their club. So they were always going to sell out, no matter what, regardless. If it was just purely based on locals going to Wembley, I, pure, I, I, I truly believe that would have been completely different. But it's not. And, you know, Liverpool are a global club. City are a growing club. And, you know, it, we're, like I said, it, we're, we've yeah, but my, all over the place. It was just one of those that we didn't sell out a few few thousands. And it is what it is. Yeah. But going back to what you said there about picking and choosing games, like, I don't even think... I, I'm, I'm, is that even wrong, though? You're allowed to pick you and choose that. what games you go to. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what well, I, I get? I get bored with it all. Go on, Max, go on. Just one set. What you will have, though, and I've seen this um, uh, a few times online. I think we drew Peterborough in early rounds of the FA Cup. But do you know he just scour online and you just have a look and see what these other clubs do? And I remember seeing a Peterborough fan tweet, listen, everyone that's buying a ticket for the Man City game, I want to see you at the Cambridge game on Saturday. Because obviously mm. there's an element of only picking the game, the cherry games that come along, but... I don't think anyone can accuse um, City fans of that, really, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, sorry, go on, G. And I just want to... No, nah, uh, yeah, do you know what? I'm, I'm, I, I get bored of all this, you know, demonising fans or having a dig at fans who, who haven't gone down to certain games and spent money and... You know, listen, it's just... I think it's a, it's a bit hypocritical at times. Well, we've all done it. I've done it. And I don't feel like I need to justify it when I don't go to a game. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like I have to explain myself. If I choose not to go to a football match, it's nothing wrong with that. And I see people going all, you know, childcare and fuel and trains and all that. I don't understand that, but I feel like you shouldn't have to explain yourself. If you want to go to a football game, fair play. If you don't, you don't. And I think, you know, money is tight for people and, and, and all that sort of stuff as well. There's loads of games. Games aren't cheap. There's times, you know, there's some of us who, you know, you've got, you might want to take your family and stuff. So there's loads of different reasons why you might not go to a game. And I just think it just bores me all that sort of stuff of like, oh, let's have a dig because so they didn't bring that many fans or this fan didn't go and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, because... but, yeah but you know what, Moy? Go on. Right? The, daft, the daftest thing is, I heard some guy on radio saying, you compared it, oh, United would have sold out that, oh, Liverpool. I'm thinking to myself, but how can you not understand that City are not United and they're not, they're not Liverpool, in it? Like, whichever yeah. way you want to chop it up and look at it, they're just not in it. So, Mike's when he's talking about the global fan base, he's right. Like, the global fan base is different, in it? So, for people, I don't, I just think it's a bit daft, people. I, I went, my, my first, my first semi final at Wembley, right, was was against Oldham in 1994. I'm sure me AJ and Oldham had a massive, massive gap, you know, in their section where they were. 
Like they'd only yeah, yeah. and I wasn't having a go at the Oldham fans for not filling it. They haven't got enough fans to fill. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, and 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 I think if they'd have wanted, to, if they could have, they would have gone down there certain fans because I don't think they've been to a semi final since. But they just didn't, and it's like I think it's just a silly argument. You know, if you want to take the mick out of yeah. people or what clubs and their players or what they've worn and all that sort of stuff, listen, I'll brag about that so the cows come on. But the whole thing of having a dig at people for not going to a football match, to be honest with you, I, it just it just does me any. Right, so listen, off that, let's move on to the game because Mike's that first half was terrible. I watched it. I didn't even watch it on the day, you know, watched it the next day. I thought, let me tune into this. I had my nice ice-cold watermelon right in front of me. Put my feet up, yeah, and I tuned in and I was I was munching away. I was thinking, what is this I'm watching here from City? They look kind of terrible, sluggish. There was no energy, no tempo, the physicality, the emotion. Everything just looked a bit drained, didn't it? And I know Pep made subs and he made, sorry, he, he rotated the team and things like that, but Talk to me, Mike. What what went on? Because it looked off, completely off to me. So, in my view, so let's start with the lineup. I wasn't shocked. I kind of had that lineup whereabouts it is. And to be fair, I've got no issue with Pep picking that team. To be honest, with you. Um, I know there's been a lot of fallout about the goalkeeper. Should he have played him? Should he play your best keeper? But I remember when uh, in Mancini's final days, um, but Mancini was a different. He was with at all costs. In Mancini's final game, we had an FA Cup final against Wigan. Is it going to be Pantillamon? Is it going to be Joao? Pantillamon had played every round. He was our cup goalkeeper. Mancini had just lost the league title to United. He just said, Pantillamon, not today, son. Left him right out. Um, yeah. Then, yeah, sorry. Are you saying Pep? Are you saying... So are you saying Pep bottled it then? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying Pep got it right. He's done the right thing. Even though we lost. You're saying that... So, so Joe, Joe Hart came into the team as the number one keeper at the time, played, and we got beat off Wigan in the FA Cup final. The following year, Pellegrini came in. Yeah. The same thing happened. Again, we got to Wembley against Sunderland in the final, and he had a decision to make. Do I go Costel Pantillimon or do I play Joe Hart? He played Costel Pantillimon and we won the cup. So there's no right, wrong, anywhere. Right, so let me ask you then. There's, there's an argument. Okay, so, so let me ask you then. Do you think if your second choice goalkeeper plays all the matches up until the final, he should automatically play in the final? Not automatically, but I would have played him just because that is how can I put this? Sentiment. Yeah, I think I think not sentiment because he, 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 if he's not put the team's got there because he's actually played all right against Southampton in the last round. To be fair, um, so no, I I would have played Zach Stefan, and that you don't, and that's the other thing as well. It's difficult to get back up keepers, decent backup keepers and I think the reason why we've been alright with backup keepers over the few years and Liverpool and Chelsea is because they can offer them cup games and they tend to go all the way and get a game. I know <laughs> Klopp didn't mess around, he just thought you know what, forget this. I think he's got a bit more of an excuse with Keller being quite a young keeper, uh, where uh, Zach Steff is a bit more experienced but Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I think you've got to give your backup keeper that experience exposure because what will happen is when you need them, if something low and happens, low and behold happens, and that you need someone in to cover. Keeper's got no experience in where you can give him experience. 
you give it him, and I don't think that using that yesterday is the end of the world. So yeah. Well, do you think? Do you think, Max, just on that because you you know I don't want to labour too much because you sort of touched on it, but I know especially you pundit, you talk about Edison how good he is coming out of the, from the back and almost mm. like a sweeper at times. Do you think you lose a lot when it, you take him out of that, or is it just like Stefan yeah, yeah, do we that do. job anyway? We, we we lose a lot of the, the, the distribution. Definitely, he's not he's nowhere near as good with his feet as Edison. But at the same time, <laughs> he's played in every round, and he played in the final last year when we won it. Not the FA Cup, but the League Cup final. So he's played in cup. He's played in big games before. He's played. He's had to come in for Edison in the league. He's played against Chelsea. So we're not talking about someone that we just um, you know. Hey, listen. At, at any point, and we've thrown him in there, and he's made a mistake, and it is what it is. But onto the game. Yeah, for me. Nah, 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 nah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're skipping back, right? Because listen, you talk about not putting Edison in the net and all that. Well, Stefan tried to be Edison, didn't he? Because when he was trying to hold that ball, that touch, bro. Like, what was he? What was he playing at in a big game like that? Taking your time. Those are mistakes you can't afford to make in it. And that kind of, in a way, kind of took the game a little bit away from City, innit? Because it made it whatever it was. Do you know what I'm saying? 2-0 or something. So when you look at it and you think to yourself, okay. You come in, you try and do the job. And he made a mistake before in a cup final as well. Or am I getting that wrong? So in the semi-final last year, the record, there was a debate about whether he was out of position for the Chelsea goal. I think he was out of position. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, in that sense. So yeah, I think, obviously, it is what it is, isn't it? I don't know whether Pep would have been mad at him or not, though, for that, because Pep's the type to to say to play, 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 play. So is that something that you think Pep would have berated him about? Or do you think it's one of them things where he says, right, Keep your head up, son. I've told you to play to play with your feet. Obviously, you got it wrong on this occasion. Doesn't so matter. We, we move on. In, in any dressing room, yeah, when you play, like when there's when a mistake's that horrific, everybody knows. I don't think you have to say much to a kid to be honest. With you. When, when a mistake's that horrific, it's when it's one of those where there was two decisions to make, and you've you've gone with one that eighty like seventy percent of people. If you'd gone the other way, it would have been correct. Whereas that was just horrific. And what can you see? What have you done that yeah. for? It's obvious he, he, his footwork just where you, you can. When Sterling, that you see, there's just yeah, there's been other mistakes made in that team. I just feel obviously when it's a keeper, it gets it gets blown um, at major proportion. Like you say, it put us on a back foot, it put us two 0 down. It was an absolute shocker. Um, but yeah, I'm not. It it was what it was. I did have me when I when I see the goal go back to him and I see Manny chasing him down. I just think, my God, what is going on here? But. As I was going to go on to the game, I just think Liverpool was mm. sharper. They were just sharper than that. I think we had in our key areas, the keeper, Zinchenko and Fernandinho were just not sharp. And like I said, I can't really blame them for not being sharp because sharpness comes with games in it. You need to play a number of games to get up with, get up with the room. So I wasn't surprised that Fernandinho was lagging a bit for that game 90 mm. minutes to get the sharp Liverpool side because he's not played any football. And I don't know what people, and a lot of people, his legs have gone. And I, I don't think we have. I still think he could do a job. But what Fernandino needs is a run of games. I said it to a kid just before the game. I've gone a bit nervous about Fernandino because he tends to play well in 90 minutes when he's had a run of games. Especially mm. that he's, he's not had a run of games. He got 15 minutes against Atletico. But that was a different type of game coming, sitting there, backs against the wall, block and defend and pushes on forward. And that was a different yeah. It's what he's expected to go in there and dictate, dictate, man, it just weren't going to happen in it. So, we shout. Are you, are you, are you trying to tell me and Motty that it was just a physical thing? Or are you trying to say that, you know what, the passing was off, the decision making was off? What, what, like, was it, was everything off? Or were you just saying, right, you know what, 
they were just stronger than us. They were quicker than us to every ball, and that's what caused us a problem. So that's what... Because to me, everything looked off. Yeah, yeah, so that's what led to me. We weren't sharp enough. We just weren't sharp. Everything, the, the, the passing was sloppy in other departments. The attack was was poor. We, we, we played poor. We just played, especially that first half, we just played poor, and it just felt like a continuation of the Atletico Madrid game where we defensively, we, we kind of knock it around the back without incisive balls into the midfield, and then, in fact, without incisive balls into that final third. But what I would say, though, I think if Jack Grealish takes that chance in the first five minutes and that, that's a completely different game. But, again, I'm just watching Grealish. He's not playing with confidence at the minute. He's, that, he took his goal well, but the first half was taking an extra touch. A confident player there knows that. The ball, he was just set back to him at a nice pace. Just, just go and hit the thing. But he took yeah, but hold on, hold on. But hold on, though, because a minute ago you're saying Fernandino's not been playing that much game, so you expect him to be a bit rusty. Well, when when's the last time Grealish played three ninety minutes in a row? Yeah, yeah, I'm saying that he he he's not sharp as well, but I'm saying that I think with Grealish is a lack of confidence. So I wanted him to take that first time, like he did with a chance in the second half, first time, take it, and he went in the top corner and that. But he, he, he's I think his confidence is still not quite there because he's taking extra touches, he's making sure things are being done correctly, um, mm. which is. More about him, like I say, that's more about him getting in the team and, and, and him feeling like, yeah, I'm actually part of this and contributing, and that, yeah, and feeling like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing this team. I just don't think he feels he's doing that yet at the minute. Okay, so let me ask you then: Have Liverpool got a psychological advantage, or what? Or do you think this this that win semi final goes out the window? It's fresh, a fresh week. Everything's back to normal again. We're both battling for the title. Or do you think they've got a little bit of an advantage? Because now psychologically thinking, right, we've had, we've had them up in the semis. We're going to have them in the league. Do you think it gives them a little spring in their step or do you not think it matters? I don't think it gives them a spring in their step. Do, do I mm. think it dents our confidence dramatically? No one goes back to, I think most City fans are sat there thinking, all right, we lost. But they're straight going to point to the four players there that, or four players that should have been in the starting lineup that would make a big difference to our team that are going to come back in on Wednesday. So, yeah, it's not ideal because at this stage of the season, you don't want to lose any football match at all. Mm. And especially the big ones. And every game at this stage of the season is a big one. So even if we draw one of the running games in the next few weeks, it's a massive disaster. So we are at that critical stage of the season, but I suppose you have to be in it to win it, lads. Because remember the kid we had on after the, um, the City game, the City-Liverpool game? And he was saying about their midfield and why does why did he put Henderson in over Cater and like Naby Cater's much better uh, uh, and then he started Cater didn't he for this one I think yeah um, uh, so it's like you know he's and and Thiago had a, a good game as well from what I saw as well so it's like they did they did have a pretty strong team Liverpool now it pains me to say but that like, you know, hey Motty sorry Motty sorry what? you see the kid yeah old tight Delhi you know because he messaged me you know through the game I wasn't even watching it but at the time he's got Ran yeah. Like, do you see what I'm saying now about how he's put yeah. catering over Henderson? Yeah. You get this? Yeah, like, from the kid that we had on, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, 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 Because I thought, because I, I'm not a massive Jordan Henderson fan, uh, but I think Kate is decent, and and I, the, the the kid who's come in there as well, Kanati, he's he's, I mean, never mind, he's defended, he's been banging in goals as well, hasn't he? So you've had yeah. players that have come in and done a, I tell you, done a job there. I tell you what, Luis Diaz might might be a problem. You know, <laughs> he might be a he might be a little bit of a problem, lad. Do you know what I mean? Problem. Maybe we might have to worry about on Tuesday night as well. I'm not exactly. Well, listen. Um, obviously through the week as well, mate. Um, Fernandinho, come on, like Fernandinho might be leaving in it. He said he'll talk about the other two, but I think it's kind of confirmed. 
like it's getting off in it. So a great servant, soldier. Do you know what I mean? And he's one of them players that can graft and play. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing wrong being able to get around the pitch and put your foot in and tackle and close passing lanes and do you know what I mean? Breaking up play and all that professional foul. But he can play as well. Do you know what I mean? Brazilian footballer. So obviously he got brought up playing with the ball in it. So he's nifty with his feet. Do you know what I'm saying? So how how do you feel about hearing that? Like, would you keep him on for another year or do you think it's time for him to bounce? Yeah, I think what we've done is with Dino, we've got what we can out of him. And like you say, it, it, Pep's trying to, to, to move on from that now, isn't he? And I don't begrudge him. Uh, to be fair, I think he should have played more this year. The problem is you've got, I think, the style of player Rodri and Fernandinho are. For them to mm. get consistency, they need runs of games in it. And obviously, if Pep's going to go with his signing, because that's the player that he signed. Um, yeah. yeah, so I don't begrudge Fernandino thinking, nah, I need to move on in it. He's not got many years left. Been great, and I'll just wish him well. He's been and he's been a good captain. He's been captain for the last couple of years, lifted a couple of trophies. So nothing but respect for me. And he he, he goes into that that mode of legends for me with uh, you know what statue like, statue or what? No, 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 probably not statue statue territory. But in terms of there's a few core players from this <laughs> with um like you see company and 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 and, and yeah yeah and that. You get me an, an Aguero and Silver and that, that. He, 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 he's part of that for me. No, here you go. One of the best DMs like we've had in the Premier League, do you know what I mean? But listen, people, yeah, I before we flick over this, yeah? Just for that, though, I'll tell you what, if he comes scores a winner in the Champions League final, we might have to revisit the statue competition. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah. No, 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 nah, no. trust, man, boy. Yeah, I hear that still, you know what I'm saying? But listen, man, we need about a thousand... Fernandinho's out here because you know what people there's a call to arms you know there's a war going on outside Liverpool look like they're going to be trying to win everything out here you get me like we've got a whole this machine the evil empire on the march you know what I mean people so it is what it is we've got to do what we've got to do obviously City at the forefront United are playing Liverpool um, do you know what I mean so everyone's got to do their bit do you know what I'm saying to stop Liverpool but listen respect to Klopp and that you know what I mean he's got a good team there and it is what it is the challenging and all that but yeah so let's let's move on though, innit? Um United, Moy. Obviously, um big big weekend. No one wants to no one wants fourth. Arsenal are throwing it away. I watched the Tottenham game versus Brian. They don't want it. No one wants to finish fourth. So United, the door's been the door's ajar. Do you know what I mean? It's there to be bus open if United really want it. So they took on Norwich. But let's before the game though. It was a bit of a protest. I don't know how much you know about them protests, Martin, so talk to me. Do you know anything about it or what? Cause... Yeah, a, a, li- a little bit. Um, and I know that like the, the, the sort of the, there was a march wonder, from the tall gate down the ground and then the 17 minutes, everyone waited outside one minute for every year, the Glazers' ownership. Um, there was also a little bit of a protest at the training ground the day before. I think that was like a few dozen people. Obviously, there was a, a few more at the, at the game that took part as well. And he, these sort of things, they come, they pop up, don't they, every now and again, and sometimes they grow organically. There's, I think there's more things planned. I don't know what exactly it is. I think we're going to get an update. And you're going to get that. You're going to get, We've had protests when United have been successful on the pitch, let alone when we've not been successful. So mm-hmm. whether it does anything, I don't know. But I'm always sort of, my opinion is, in all walks of life, I say this all the time, I think everyone's got a right to protest. There's a lot of unhappy people. So I get it. I think what's sad to me, for me personally, to see is it's spilling into the ground. A lot of people arguing with each other you know, booing players and all that sort of stuff, which for me isn't something I'm about, if I'm being honest with you. I think I get the hatred and the anger towards the Glazers. I think it's a shame when it sort of starts focusing on certain players as well. But that's one thing that I'm not really into myself, if I'm being honest. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, you know what you're saying. I was in the <laughs> ends anyway. Sorry, I was sorry, sorry. Have you ever booed? Have you ever booed a player, Moy? Not my own players, no. No. I haven't I'm not, I'm not just saying that. Like there's times when I've been at Old Trafford when I remember seeing like Ferdinand Rooney. I think gigs. I think Van Nistelrooy. Like <laughs> players that you think are legends or you are, are legends. There's been times anyone... when all right, you been... don't play, so you sit in CRA. Is anyone that sat next to you that's booed a player and you've said what? What are you hoping oh, to achieve? Like, yeah, what, man, we've seen, I've seen a few arguments. I've had a few arguments. I remember year, years ago, like when my, when I was a youngster, my dad kicking off once. Someone was giving gigs a load of grief. I've seen it with Nanny. I've, I've had a few arguments and, and stuff. And like, like I don't try and police football grounds. You know what I mean? Like, if people want to do what they want to do. That's up to them. I just sort of do my own thing. But I just don't get it. I just think it, I think it's counterproductive. And also this thing as well as one week we're all saying, "Oh, Harry Maguire getting booed is is terrible." And then a week later, we're all going to boo our own players anyway. I just think, like, it doesn't achieve anything. Yeah. And I, I get yeah. there's anger. I get it. And I get you watching football that, by and large, has been pretty woeful this season. But for me, it's 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 not. it doesn't achieve what we want it to achieve. So I, it's just not something I do, to be honest with you. And I, it's just, I think that there's, there's, there's ways we should be focusing our energy on the people that have got us into this mess. And it's not just, you know, players that are underperforming. It's more a case of the owners and the, the lack of structure we've got that is the real issue at this football club. Yeah, I think I feel like United fans are in a between a rock and a hard place because they've got the emotional connection to the club. One of the biggest problems they've got with the Glazers is the finances and them, them taking money out of the club, basically robbing the club, as people like to say. So you protest, people are protesting, but they're also paying for the tickets. So they're also so they're protesting against Glazers, but at the same time giving Glazers money in it. So it's a bit it's, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a funny one. It is, and I, I've had people sort of say to me in the past, like, "Oh, you ate the Glazers, but you've got a season ticket," and you know, it is. It, Do you I not get see? It. Yeah, it oh, can my. be a little bit of a a, a sort of a conundrum because there's part of me that thinks, you know what, right? I'm not going to go anymore, right? I'm not going to think, but it's my club, it's my hobby, it's what I like to do. I like to go and watch United. I was here before the Glazers were, and I'll probably be here after they've gone. You know, my kids have started going and out, and I should have just walk away from it or go and watch FC United or just not go anymore because of the owners. It's it's a difficult one, and I don't judge anyone yeah. that sort of doesn't go anymore. Me personally, I've always said that I'll always get behind the team, I'll always go and watch the team, and I might not like the owners, but that's not going to stop me going to the to the to watch United. No, I hear that. You know, what I mean, like I was saying before I was in Old Trafford and I saw some of the stuff at the toll gate and that heard them chanting and singing the songs and a bit of the marching and all that. And I, I get it, you get me, I hear it, but these glaze, hey, these men are not leaving United. Anymore time soon and it so unless man are willing to protest five years straight and like every week I just don't know what's gonna get them out of there. Do you know what I mean? It is what it is. But yeah, moving on to the game though. Um oh boy, it was a big struggle. Motty it was a struggle. I'm watching this game, you know, and I'm 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 in right Norwich at home. Arsenal don't want it, Spurs don't want it. Right, United, you've definitely got to want it. You get me so I'm watching him and I'm watching the passing. It's slow, it's lethargic, everything looks a bit disjointed. And it's just like, do these man really... Sometimes you just lost for words sometimes, isn't it? Because you're looking like, this is Norwich. This isn't this isn't top of the league. You get me? This is bottom of the league. And I'm seeing Pookie make all kinds of runs. And I, I, I'm looking at, I don't know, bro. Obviously, the United won the game. Ronaldo hat trip, do you know what I'm saying? Like, was you in there, Motty? I, I would. I would. Nah, I, would nah, I wasn't. I didn't. I didn't. I. I a little while ago, I, I, one of the lads uh, work couldn't make. the wanted to do something, so I had to cover for him. So I didn't go to the game. Oh, so I gave my ticket to someone. Obviously, I watched the game though, and you know, from like you saying, early doors, Pookie's getting in there. I thought he was gonna 
give them the lead. Then you get yeah. to 2-0, you think, all right, this is comfortable. Norwich, you know, we haven't been great, but Norwich, you know, the, the bottom of the table for a reason. And then we do what yeah. we always do. We're letting them back in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like, yeah. on, on paper, you're looking at it, you're going, Spurs lost, Arsenal lost, United won. Ronaldo got an hat-trick, happy days. But when you watch that performance, it's just worrying. That is a poor yeah. Norwich team that are going to be in the Championship next season. And we made them look like world beaters at times. And we've got to get our act together because we can't keep relying on Brighton to get us out of jail. Do you know what I mean? It's not yeah. Graham Potter's job to get Manchester United into the top four. So I'm really worried, and you know, with the, the scouts on the horizon as well, if Timo Puke can do that to us, what can uh, Mo Salah do to us? Because you've got experienced defenders who just look like they've, they've not kicked a ball before. This is, you yeah. know, Ralph Radnick spoke about it. He said, we've got to be better defensively and we've got to do this and all that. And he's, he's chatting a good one. But he needs to implement that. He needs to get them going because it doesn't matter whether it's Rafa Varane, Victor Lindelof or Harry Maguire, Diogo Dalot or Wambasaka. Defensively, we're just all over the gaff. Yeah, I think those centre-backs, though, would probably stand in front of me and you today and say, hold on, hold on a second. We had no DM in front of us. We usually have McFred, but there was no McFred. There was Lingard, there was Bruno Fernandes, there was Paul Pogba, all players that don't really want to defend or want to run forward type of thing. They all want to play in one-twos and spread the play and all that type of stuff. So from the defender's point of view, they might say to, say to me and you, you like, right, listen, mate, if you're not going to put anybody in there to protect us, yeah, what do you want us to do? Do you know what I mean? Like, we're trying our best type of thing, but it's no excuses for some of the stuff that I'm seeing. No. You know what I mean? Because if a, if a striker's making a run off your shoulder, you've got to be aware of that. Do you know what I mean? If the ball's coming in the box, you've got to be ready to attack that ball. Do you know what I mean? There's all sorts of little things that the defence at Man United are just not doing. No, Do you know what I mean, bro? I get what you're saying about, about a DM or whatever, but there's no excuses. Like, was it Dowell, the, the kid, I forget his name, who scored the, the goal, where he, he had enough time there. He could have lit a cigarette and smoked it before he put the ball in the back of the net. There was no one near him at all. Do you know what I mean? Like, again, you know, getting the offside trap completely wrong. You can't just blame defensive midfielders for that as well. Mm. And, like, there's just, they're all over the gaff. So while I understand that, you know, in, especially in modern football, no matter who you play, you have at least one DM and we didn't have any. But still, that doesn't, that doesn't forgive basic errors, just basic people not doing the job at all. And you expect better. So they've got to start taking a look at themselves and stop pointing fingers at others because I think individually, you know, like I said earlier, it's just, it's just not good enough. And, and, what worries me is that the worst could be yet to come because we've got to play Liverpool. We've got to go to the Emirates and play Arsenal. That's a big game for us as well. I think we've got Chelsea as well. These, you know, these are teams that if you if you play like you did against Norwich, can punish you. So we kind of got away with it against Norwich, but we're not going to get away with it against anyone else if we play like that. No, hundred percent. Um, what did you make of Ronaldo? <sighs> Just that. Savior getting him, man. It's like when I think he's done, or when you people start questioning him, he can still pop up. You know, obviously, it's not the best team he's, he's scored a hat trick against, but hat trick's still a hat trick. For you know, he took his goals well. The, the third one, really, the keepers should have done better, but you know, we're still in it. And he's got 15 Premier League goals this season in a team that's been pretty poor for, for big chunks of it. So, you know, he's still capable of doing it. It's, it's the ones around him. What sort of disappointed me about Ronaldo isn't the fact that Ronaldo's doing what he's doing, it's the fact that. We haven't really got anyone around him who's doing much. I think Bruno's got nine goals. Jaden Sancho, I think, might have two. I think Rashford's got five, I think. Alanga's got about four. You know, no one's really stepping up other than him. And that's the most disappointing thing because teams are getting onto it. And, you know, Liverpool are probably going to go, right, if we just deal with Ronaldo, we haven't really got anyone else to worry about because no one else is doing anything. And that's right, the but... big issue. Go on. Oh, OK. All right. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I disagree totally. Because I think Ronaldo's a big problem. So I keep hearing this week, 15 goals, 15 goals, 15 goals he scored in the Prem. That's nothing to get excited about. Martial, who's on loan at Sevilla, scored 17 goals playing through the middle. Yeah, and I'll tell you what this, I'll, t- I'll tell you what this, no one, do you know what I mean? I, I'll tell you what's exciting about this, sorry, not exciting about it. Even Rashford scored 17 goals from left wing a season ago. So what we're saying, because Ronaldo scored 15 goals through the middle now, it's what, it's high praise. United are fifth. So his 15 no, goals don't mean a goddamn thing. I'm not saying, I'm not saying Ronaldo was amazing. I'm, my, my, my point would be that Ronaldo... I, the reason I disagree with you, I don't think Ronaldo is the problem. I think Ronaldo's doing pretty much what I expected him to do. I think other players need to step up because I think the numbers that other players are putting up, the performances that other players are putting up are poor. And I don't All think right, so check Ronaldo, it. I don't think they can go, I don't think for me, the likes of Rashford and Sancho and Elanga and all them lot can go, oh, well, it's because Ronaldo's in the team that I'm, I've scored four goals this season. That doesn't work. I think, I think it makes a big, I think it makes a big difference. And I'm going to tell you why. You see, when Rashford, Martial and Greenwood were the three up top, all of them scored over 15 goals that season. The same 15 yeah. that we're glorifying um, Ronaldo for now. The reason why all of them managed to score those type of goals because there was a cohesion in the attack. They're all similar type of players in terms of they're all quick, they're all nifty with the feet and they're all played on the counter attack. So there was, a, as much as Oli didn't have an overall system, what he did have, he had three players that could work together. Alango, Sancho and Ronaldo do not work together. Rashford don't work together. So what you've got is Ronaldo coming into the... And I'm going to say this, right? I've seen this experiment before. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, 2016-17. You know how many goals he scored in the Prem that season? 17, 17. goals. You know how many, yeah, yeah. yeah, do you know how many goals he scored overall? 28 goals. You know how old he was? Yeah. He's between 34 and 36. We've done it before. We've seen this experiment before. Guess where United... Guess where United were in the league? Six. So what I'm trying to so what I'm trying to show so what I'm trying to show you is this Ronaldo experiment, yeah, is a marketing thing and it's a consumer thing. United are no better off with Ronaldo. Where was he against Atletico when it mattered at home? Where was he against Atletico away when it mattered? Where was he against City at home when it mattered? Where was he? Where where was he when when we played City away? Where was he when we played Liverpool at home? He's in Portugal, wasn't he? When we played right. City away. Right. So I can't get... Listen, Pat on the back, great at-trick, Norwich, whatever. But two of them are gifted. But listen, this don't get me... This don't, this don't get me excited, bro. It don't get me excited. Do you know what I mean? I'm seeing Benzema score hat-tricks, sending his Madrid team to Champions League semi-finals. Listen, oh, I'm, we're glorifying hat-tricks against Norwich, the worst team in the league. It doesn't get us anywhere. We're in fifth. So we've got to look at the overall picture. The biggest... Ronaldo has changed... Everything. He's changed the way we play. He's changed the way we have to be tailored to him. He's changed the aura. Where's Cavani? Do you know where? Do you know why Cavani's chilling, bro? Cavani had the number seven. Cavani yeah, said yeah. to Ronaldo, you know what? This is your club. Here we go. His ego's dented. You don't want to be... Martial started against Southampton away, second game of the season. Ronaldo comes in, fourth game of the season. Martial's no longer um, where he was in the pecking order. He drops down. Guess where Mason was playing before Ronaldo come? Through the middle. United were unbeaten for the first three games of the season. He asked to move to the right wing. Who was on the right wing? Sancho. Sancho was in and out of the team. 
So once my, my, my man's in the team, where does Sancho go? He has to go to the left. Who does that affect? Marcus Rashford. So I'm showing you is that Ronaldo coming in has affected the whole thing. Now, I'm not going to sit here and diss Ronaldo for what Ronaldo yeah. is and who he is. Because of course he's fantastic. Of course he's going to score goals. But the bigger picture is United finished second last season. The last time statistics got recorded, United was second. We look at the league table today, United are fifth with less goals. So Ronaldo's little 15 goals in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, clap, round of applause. United are worse. So what do we do about it? That's the problem, bro. <laughs> I'd say what I'd hate to hear you if you didn't score any goals against Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I've got to get it off my chest, Morty. You get me? Because I've had arguments all week. I've listened. I, I, I understand you. But my, my main thing with, with, with this, this, the whole Ronaldo issue is I'm watching players just not performing good enough. I'm watching players with chances not taking him, and I can't just put that on Ronaldo. I've got to say to some of these players, like, you've got to step up here. You've got to be doing better, regardless of whether Ronaldo's in that team. If you're not putting in the numbers you're putting in, or if you're putting in some of the performances you're putting in, you can't just say, oh, it's because Cristiano Ronaldo's leading the line. I think you've got to... No, no, I'm not saying saying it's just because of... I'm not saying it's just because of Ronaldo. What I'm saying is, Ronaldo's a big... Ronaldo isn't the, the main problem, but he is a big problem. Do you know what I mean? It's a Mike, big problem because this team... Just one step there, Pundi. Just I, I, I think I hear what you're trying to see. You're basically saying, because Ronaldo, let's be honest, is raised the bar in that central point. All right, he's 15 goals maybe on par with others. But the team, are, I think what you're saying, the team are creating less, the team are playing worse, and he's making the most out of a bad team. And I think what Pundit's done, he doesn't go back to when he has a good game. He's doing it with Ronaldo now. The top performers in a bad side he calls them out as part of the issue. Whereas I think personally, yeah, if the, what Ronaldo's bringing to that team, if the others around him contributed and played better, even up to half the level they were playing when he's got that superficial second that he keeps banging on about there. We can delete that. That's not getting gold. That's, we're not getting superficial second. I don't want to see that trending. <laughs> hey, Mike. So, 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 Mike. Hang on. Go on. So, I, I've noticed there's a trend of you when a player is in a bad team, putting up their numbers and doing well and contributing. Because if Ronaldo don't play yesterday, I don't know what you'd be on here saying. I, I Listen, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you now, right? Ronaldo went 13 games without a goal. No one wants to talk about it. In the biggest games of the season, when United, when it mattered, it's all right at home against Norwich. It's all, it's all right. In the biggest games of the season, Ronaldo's not turned up. Right, yeah. so what I'm saying is United are about yours. What, what Mike said there is, Oh, Ronaldo's pardon, you got the winner against Spurs. Spurs ain't a big game like that. Spurs are fourth. Oh, I'm going, I'm out, I'm out. I'm out. Spurs are fourth. Do you, know what, no? Do you know what, though? This is the thing, no pundit, right? You're talking about when he had a barren spell, yeah. And you go back to the last time we won the league, Robin Van Persie went 12 games, I think, where he scored one goal. Wayne Rooney okay, steps oh, up. Hold on, Marty. Other play steps up. No one steps up. That's my problem. That's my issue. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying, what I'm saying to you is, is what I'm saying to you is, Ronaldo has changed the way we play. So we don't play the same way we played when we finished second. We have to tailor it to Ronaldo. That's why we were so. For example, Rashford when, when he was playing or whatever, he could make certain runs because United were hitting on the counter attack. Now we've just tried to become a team that wants to play football. That's why we bought in Sancho. So Ronaldo's come now. The lot plays. I agree with that. But now it's a case of, right, tell us, Ronaldo, the lot, we have to try and find Ronaldo because he's the main guy. Juventus, when he left Juventus, Juventus players said exactly the same thing. Everything became about what we have to do 
for Ronaldo. But at United, United are not good enough to do that. These players are not good enough to step up like that. Do you understand me? So what's happened is he's changed it, yeah? And and, and because United fought to, fought to themselves, okay, you know what? We're going to go from being a submissive, uh, a submissive team to a non-submissive team when they bought Varane, Sancho and Ronaldo. It hasn't worked out. I'm guaranteeing you now. Obviously, we couldn't foresee... Uh, Mason, uh, what, what, like what happened with Mason? But if he was up front for most of the season, we'd be better off, hundred percent, because this team was tailored to play that way. That goal that Mason scored versus Leeds, Ronaldo can't do that. When's the last time you seen Ronaldo on a one-on-one? Anyone? I, tell I, me. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I, I, f- I feel like I understand. Do you know like, why you don't know? Hold on. Yeah, do you know why you don't know? I mean, because, we, because we can't. Do you know why you don't so know? Because we can't. Because you can't put sources. But you said, you listen, said Mason Greenwood, Ronaldo couldn't score the goal at Mason Greenwood. There's goals that Ronaldo scoring that Mason Greenwood could only dream of. So let's listen. Know, I think, I think as well, you've got to remember as well is we've, we've, we, you know, we, we like Mason Greenwood's obviously out of the picture. Martial, something's gone on with him before Ronaldo. He got four Premier League goals last season. He's gone to a Sevilla. He's done nothing. Do you know what I mean? He got. I know he got injured against um, in the in the game of the weekend, but I think he's got. Is it one goal in the Europa League in 10 games in total or something? He's done nothing at Sevilla. It's just something's gone wrong with him there. Marcus Rashford, I don't know what's happening with him. Yes, he can put some of it down to Ronaldo, but even without Ronaldo, I just think his performances, and I love Marcus, have been shocking. Jaden Sancho has been a bit hit and miss as well, especially, you know, early on in the season. I think he was carrying a bit of a knock. So whilst I understand, you know, you make a valid point about being around Ronaldo and doing all this stuff, I still think there's an issue there with other players just performing well below par that we can't just point the finger at Ronaldo. I think some of us others have to take responsibility. And whilst attack, it's all about Ronaldo as well. And I get what you're saying about the goals and stuff like that. Defensively, we have been shocking this season, especially compared to last season, which is nothing to do with Cristiano Ronaldo. Right, OK. So, has United worse this... Has United been... Has United worse off since Ronaldo? Come on, not. We are, but I don't think it's his fault. That's my point. So, think, so he's not part. So he's not part of the problem. I I think the problem we've had is that you've had certain players who've just been awful this season, like Shaw, Maguire, <sighs> McTominay's been very. It's probably his worst season as well. I don't. I don't really look at that as as a, a Ronaldo fault. You've had other players, attacking players, who've either not available anymore, don't want to play anymore. In the case of Cavani, fallen off a cliff. In the case of Rashford, or just gone. In the case of Martial. So I think there's a combination of things that have gone on that aren't necessarily Cristiano Ronaldo's fault. I think, and there's another as well, just to throw in the mix, I think this season you've seen other teams get their act together that last season were all over the gaff. Look at the Scousers, for example. They were losing six games on the spin at home. This season, they're flying. You've had other teams. Arsenal have got their act together, which, again, has sort of added to this perfect storm of nonsense that United have got to deal with. Yeah. So, effectively, you're saying United are worse, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to... There's no point in me being stupid about it and saying we were, we were better, we've been better since he's arrived because we haven't. But I, I so, would you, so would you keep, would you keep him next, next season? It's a good question, that. I probably would because I look, I don't know, I don't know the, 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 the you know, there's a good chance Mason Greenwood doesn't kick a ball for us again. A good chance Anthony Marshall doesn't kick a ball for us again. Cavani's going, I think, you know, we, we, we're going to have a up front, you know, a Langer leading the line. I think well, this is... Yeah, but this is what I mean. It's, it's it, Ronaldo's thirty-eight. This what? Like, it's, it's, to me, it's just not. It's not serious. We just United are just not serious, bro. Like thirty-eight-year-old, yeah, leading the line. 
with a 19-year-old beside him and another 22-year-old who's got no Premier League experience. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna sit here and say United are serious. I've been saying that for about <laughs> eight years. I agree with you on that front. So to me, you know, to where we're at. yeah, I think it, to me it's more of a case of United need to build a team in it. Like there's no way Ronaldo would be playing 90 minutes week in, week out for the best teams in this country. Do you understand? So why is it okay for Manchester United for him to be doing it? This is my problem. Like, if we're going to be serious and we want to challenge the big teams and we want to win the big games, like, we can't be having Christian as much... Listen, and I've said this before, Ronaldo's my one of my United favourite player of all time. So this isn't a case of let's just, let's just whack Ronaldo. My point is, is that this Ronaldo, this version of Ronaldo, isn't good. Where's the third, where's the third man runs? Where's the spins? Where's his touch? You know how many times he lost the ball? You can't play a free ball to him because he won't get there. Defenders are having an easy time. Sam Byram and Gibson had an easy time. Salasu, we had no one to battle like against Southampton a few weeks ago. Having, these centre-backs are having easy times other than set pieces. When he scores the free kicks, when he scores the long-range ones, or when he scores headers from corner kicks. Yeah. Other than that, what else is Ronaldo offering the team? Not the individual, because, Ma- listen, man was telling me, Oli, oh, it's all about individual brilliance with Oli. We need a system. We need a team. Ronaldo come, he's all about individual brilliance. But now man are willing to accept it because some of the kids especially, this is the first time they've seen greatness in the flesh. So they're loving it. But when they look at the league table, they're saying to themselves, wow, why are United six, man? Oh, this is rubbish. This is rubbish. Well, there's your in- individual brilliance, man. When it matters, let him get you into the top four. Because the truth of the matter is this, people, yeah? Ronaldo came to United. It was at United four or five years between the ages of 18 to 23. He left after his development years and went and gave Madrid and whoever else his peak years, came back to United and United scooped him up when he was 36. And he might not even play Champions League football. So do we want to act serious or do we want to run with nostalgia and sentiment? Because it's 15 goals. Round of applause, as I said. But United aren't challenging for the title. They're not in the last stage of the Champions League. They're not even in the League Cup. Regardless of, of, of all that, and I, you know, again, like, I, I can sort of see where you're coming from, but regardless of all that, this season, you know, next season's a different story. This season, I don't think there's any other option. You go with Ronaldo, you do, and you try and get him in the game as much as you can because I don't see other options. We've got Cavani ain't doing anything. Alanga and Rashford and Sancho, I don't know. So I think we've just got to go all in. Um, you're saying you just forced the Foster Ronaldo thing, didn't it? We have, we have to, you know what? For the next six games or seven games, whatever it is, that's what you got to do. That's our only hope of getting top four. I don't particularly think we'll get top four anyway, but if we have got a slim chance and it is a slim one, then it's got to be the Ronaldo show for the rest of the season, I'm afraid. that's There's no two ways about it for me. Yeah, no, I hear that. I hear that. I just think it's a big problem finishing second and all of a sudden we're talking about we're not even qualifying for the top four. Like, something's gone drastically wrong, yo. Don't worry about that, bro. <laughs> I'm sure Mike's at the end of the season is going to be dragging out the old audio for me. Yeah. Like, oh, you know what? A title challenge and top four settled and all that nonsense that I was spouting early on. So, uh, I'm looking forward to that at the end of the season. I tell you. Nah, for real, for real. Do you know what? Yeah, obviously, for United, it's one of the cases, like I said, like we all know, it's a big summer. Hopefully, Ten Hag and, and Ralph and whoever else is going to be there will build, build a team in it because that's what wins titles. That's what that's what City have got. That's what Liverpool have got. Even Chelsea have got. They've got a team in to the point where they don't even play Lukaku half the time. Do you get me? Because they've got a system which tailors for the team rather than individual an individual in it. But it is what it is, isn't it? Like, we move on and, and we, keep, we keep it moving. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, been a good week of football. You get me? Is what it is. And we'll be back next week with the same, with the same movements. Like I said, we're in the last stage of the season. 
this is where things get, um, do you know what I mean, spicy. So DJ, you know what I mean, put on the rhythm, do you know what I mean? Let's spice up the place a little bit. Let's spice up this gaff before we get off, do you know what I mean? Um, shake a leg and all that. So people, yeah, you know what it is. It's three points in the gaff here every week, as I said. Spotify, Google, all of them type of things. Apple as well, do you know what I mean? Tell a friend, you don't know. But listen, it's been good. Me, Pundit J, been here with Mike, City fan. United fan Jay Motty, do you know what I mean? Big up yourselves, people, for tuning in. Until next time, take care, yeah? We're gone! Sports Social Podcast Network.